The clock says it's 16 minutes to the hour of 5 o'clock and this afternoon I have the immense privilege to speak to a gentleman in Romania. Yeah, all the way across the world to the Northern Hemisphere. Petrus Kruyer. He is a missionary in Romania. And to all our Romanian listeners this afternoon, salute, salute, and welcome. Petrus, good afternoon to you, sir. Good afternoon, Johan, and good afternoon to all my friends and family listening in, and salute to all my Romanian friends in Goeiemiddag, and my Afrikaans friends in Dumela, and die wat wil verstaan of sou bona, dis lekker om vanmiddag met julle te gesels. It's a great privilege to actually talk to you and share with you this afternoon what God has uh, really been doing in my life the past few weeks here in Romania. Amen to that, and a wonderful privilege, Petrus Kruur, that your parents, both of them, your father 89 years of age and your mother 86 years of age in Kloofsig in Centurion in Gauteng in South Africa, also tuned in and listening. Please say good afternoon to them. I will do it in Afrikaans to start. Hello, Papa and Mama. Ek belove ek sal a suit sienkie wees. In English, <laughs> afternoon, Mom and Dad. I promise to be a good boy here in Romania. My mom warned me if I am going to do naughty things, she will come in person to make sure that I regret the moment. Petrus in Romania. What are you doing there, sir? I think it started um, a few years ago when God already showed me that my season in the company I was working in for 11 years was coming to an end. About two years ago, God showed me a picture of my, at age 55, there is a dotted line over my age. And I was not sure at that point in time what it meant. But two years down the line, now where I'm sitting in Romania, I realized that God was pointing me to a new season that was going to start in my life. So after 11 years in the corporate industry, in a company called Lazarus Motor Company, I worked as a customer relations manager and also paralegal in the company. God gave me the opportunity to do exactly what he called us to do in scripture And that is to be a disciple and also to be a disciple maker. So that is what I'm currently doing in Romania. Disciple maker in Romania. What is a disciple? Well, I think it's a good question because um, at age eight years of age, my mom led me to Jesus and I accepted God in my life as the guiding light, as the compass, as the one really also on a daily basis just guiding me on my steps and what to do and what not to do. And then at age 20, I had a renewed um, experience with God in which I really sensed that being a disciple was to do what Jesus called us to do. Um, The instructions Jesus came to earth, to really just also share with us, you know, what his father shared with him, he was sharing with us. So for me, a disciple is someone not only hearing the word of God, but actually also doing the word of God, Johan. To hear and to do the word of God. 
Now tell us about Romania and uh, the people you uh, fellowship and worship with. Uh, it's interesting that when I, I was actually on my way to Ukraine um, uh, to uh, be part of uh, an effort, a humanitarian effort to assist uh, people in the war in uh, Ukraine, but due to factors outside of my um, control, um, the team that we assembled could not come anymore. And at that point in time, I was already in contact with uh, Florin from 4M in Romania. He is the leader of this ministry that I'm currently working with. Um, and through our home pastor or home congregation in South Africa that I'm part of, Dr. Dayo in Moot, Yanni van Niekerk, uh, who plays a big part in my life, not only as a friend, but also as a mentor, uh, from four in South Africa, made sure that I made contact with Florine in, in, in Romania. And uh, through through that connection with the fourth musketeer of 4M, I was able to, to come to Romania now at the beginning of October and uh, is now part of a ministry in which adventure makes a huge chunk of what we uh, challenge men with to, to engage with God in the wilderness. So that is basically what I'm currently doing in Romania. I did a 4M or an extreme character challenge at the beginning um, or in October. And through that character challenge, met a lot of new friends uh, in Romania um, in various churches and are now practically engaged on in one-on-one -on -one discipleship. And I'm learning a lot from people in Romania. People must not for one moment think Beyond that uh, Romania is uh, unchurched or that, you know, uh, there is only, it's the dark side or like a friend of mine said, it's after the Eistergordain, it's behind the Iron Curtain. I mean, they are out of communism for the last 30 years and what God has been doing in this nation astounded me because you can, on a daily basis, when I engage with men and women, I meet people that have a so profound relationship with Jesus I'm actually left speechless. Um, I'm not in this nation to bring the gospel. I'm here to learn what it practically means to be a disciple of Jesus. I think that is my summary. So the people I fellowship with from various churches, the city I'm currently staying in is in the city of Cluj. It's uh, quite a big city, about 200,000 plus um, inhabitants, beautiful city. I'm currently very cold because it's in the northern hemisphere. Um, but yeah, so those are the people that I fellowship with um, at this point in time. Petrus, you just touched on it now. Here in South Africa, we are so used to church. No matter what church you go to, you belong to a church. You belong to a Reformed church or... You belong to a charismatic church or evangelical church or whatever church you belong to. But we're so used to it um, and we take it for granted. How do you experience in comparison with uh, people in South Africa uh, not taking discipleship serious enough, uh, fulfilling our calling that God has given us uh, in our country with all our diversity in comparison with what the people in uh, Romania is experiencing? 
Johan, I think I need to answer this uh, question in two parts. Um, I was in a conference, uh, privileged enough to, to attend a conference in Israel now in June. Um, just to, uh, for a bit of background, I took a six-month sabbatical after I um, resigned from my corporate job that I did for 11 years. And I took six months just to listen to God, to really align myself with His Word, and also to ask myself two very important questions. And I think that brings me, you know, to my second part of my answer. So first part of the answer is that I think I grew up in a home uh, where God was served on a daily basis. I have two parents. You mentioned them, Piet and Kova Kruger, who adopted me when I was a very small boy, but raised me in the fear of God. I mean, they've been married now for the last 65 plus years They've given me an example of what it means to follow Jesus on a daily basis. And the two questions I was was asked in this conference is, why are you a believer and what did you sign up for? I think it is two very important questions that we, especially in a very churched country, must ask ourselves, why are we believers? Is it because for comfort? Is it because we want to experience um, you know, just, uh, uh, you know, luxury or, or um, you know, financial gain or health. Why did we become believers? And, or is it just to go to heaven? Uh, or is it just because we fear hell? I think it's a very important question that I had to ask myself. And I became a believer because my parents set an example of what it means to to follow Jesus. But the second part of the question, and I think that for me is a more important um, you know, component of our walk with God is what did we sign up for? Did we sign up for only going to church on a Sunday or a you know Sunday morning or a Wednesday evening to cell group, or did we sign up for persecution and martyrdom? Like Jesus actually challenged his disciples um, in his last days that you will be sent like sheep amongst the wolves. And I think that brings me to the second part of my answer is that discipleship is not um, something that we can choose to do or not. Discipleship is something that the master commanded us to do. And I think what I found in Romania is I found a remnant of believers that are passionate about God, about Jesus, about actually bringing the gospel to people in Romania that are not believers and even outside of Romania. So for me, when you ask yourself those two questions, you cannot sit and think, oh, you know, I've been in church, I mean, in my own life for 47 years, I've heard more than 4,000 sermons, and I'm still sitting and debating if I should make disciples or not. I mean, I've added a third question to the previous two questions to ask myself, can I show the disciples, can I show the people I'm currently actively discipling in my life? And even in South Africa, where we are so church, I think that art of disciple making, of discipleship, um, some of my fellow brothers and sisters in our country, and now that I'm out of the country, I can see it so clearly, we've lost our passion for people that needs Jesus. I hope it answers the question. It does. It does.
I want to ask you another question. We've got five minutes left, and I want to say good afternoon. Once again, salute to all the Romanian Christians listening in to Radio Pulpit on the app worldwide in Romania. And I'm speaking to Petrus Kruger. And uh, Petrus Kruger, he is in Romania. I'm speaking to him from Pringle Bay here down uh, near Cape Town in South Africa, and he is in Romania. The Extreme Character Challenge. I speak to Yanni van Ikerk every week on Radio Pulpit, and uh, I'm always so enthralled by what he does. Where you, also in Romania, you lead men into uh, the wilderness, where they can find new inspiration through adventures and challenges, and uh, to forge a deep spiritual experience in which they can meet God in a wonderful uh, way by the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. Tell us what you do, how you do it. How do you do it in, in Romania? Where do you go? Okay, so um, I was privileged to be part of uh, a 4M or an Extreme Character Challenge uh, in Romania. Uh, it's worldwide, even in South Africa, um, you can participate in such an event. In Romania, our um, our Extreme Character Challenge was um, in the mountains of Transylvania. And um, we were about 200 plus men that for 72 hours uh, subject yourself to, to harsh conditions, walking in the dark, um, sub-zero temperatures, um, sometimes getting lost. And it's such a good um, metaphor for our lives sometimes with God that if we do not trust the map or the Bible that we receive in life, if we do not um, trust men, we are walking this uh, path with this pilgrimage with Jesus. If we don't trust them, um, if we are not vulnerable to one another and say, I cannot please help, um, you are left stranded as a believer. Uh, even uh, you are left um, without any proper support. So this event um, is a major way in which um, 4M in Romania, with which I'm working, um, is uh, bringing men to, uh, to the cross and actually to a point of confrontation with God. So there's 9 million men in Romania, of which we have now reached more or less a thousand with uh, with uh, this uh, tool, if I can use, and it is a wonderful way to share the gospel, uh, as you have said, in the wilderness, um, and also to challenge men uh, with themselves and to say, who am I? What is a man? How do I become a man? And um, what did God make me to come and do in this world? What is my purpose and calling? So this is one of the ways in which we engage with men uh, in the current culture um, I'm involved in as a volunteer. Petrus Greer all the way from beautiful Romania. And what a beautiful place to be. Such wonderful people. Hospitality is all over the food in Romania is just wonderful comfort food. What is uh, the best comfort food they serve? Well, last night I was privileged to have a proper uh, grill or a barbecue or dry place with my friends from Romania. They can definitely do a proper grill or a braai. 
And my contribution last night was braai brooikies. Um, I made our traditional um, signature dish from South Africa for my friends in Romania, and they thoroughly enjoyed it. So I must say I enjoyed the barbecue very much. Um, so there's all sorts of other foods. The names I cannot at this point in time even um, uh, pronounce because I'm not fluent in Romanian um, as yet. Um, I've used the Bible now just to uh, start uh, learning the language. But uh, I must say comfort food for me is braai. Last night I felt very much at home when my uh, brothers barbecued um, sausage and uh, meat uh, to perfection. So, uh, yeah, I think I would prefer Braifles as uh, as my comfort food currently in Romania. <laughs> wonderful, wonderful. I want to give you an opportunity just to say a prayer for your fellow Romanians, if you could, in a half a minute, yeah. please. I will do that. Father God, I thank you that in this afternoon I can stand in the nation of Romania Father, a nation that produced people like Richard Wurmbrandt, that stood for the gospel unashamedly, although he was tortured bitterly in jail. Father, thank you for every believer in this nation that are passionately in love with you and spreading the love of Jesus. Thank you, Lord, that we know that you are in control also in this nation, Father. Amen. Amen and amen. Petrus Kruer, all the way from Romania. And so many Romanians listening into Radio Pulpit and Cape Pulpit this afternoon. And Petrus, uh, Louise and I met uh, two Romanians on a cruise last year called Silvio and Ophelia from Romania. Perhaps sometime you may encounter them as well. Silvio and Ophelia from Romania. Petrus Creer, it was a wonderful opportunity to have you on air this afternoon. To your parents, Peter and Kuba Kruer from Kluwfsig in Centurion, all the best and the blessings to your heart. Thank you, sir. God bless to you. Thank you. And la revedere, goodbye from um, Romania then.